This is Fresh Air. I'm Terry Gross. You may have noticed that we opened the program announcing the guests who were actually on yesterday's show. We are punishing the machine that played the wrong announcement. My guest today is Elizabeth Rubin. She's reported from Iraq, Iran, the Middle East, Uganda, Chechnya, and Bosnia. She's profiled people and covered stories that haven't been covered much, if they've been covered at all. She visited the camp of a militant Iranian opposition group run mostly by women, women who take vows of celibacy. She profiled an Iraqi boy band that had to write a song in praise of Saddam Hussein in order to get their own love song played on Iraqi radio. And she profiled a Hamas military leader who masterminded suicide bombings and was killed by Israeli soldiers. Rubin's work is most often published in The Atlantic, The New Republic, and The New York Times Magazine. This week, The Times Magazine published her profile of an Iraqi architect who had to compromise his political beliefs to stay employed in the Saddam Hussein era. He built palaces and homes for Saddam Hussein and his circle. I asked how that architect, Mofak Al-Tai, came to work for Saddam Hussein's presidential engineering office. After 79, when Saddam came to power, part of the process of bathifying the country was to uh, bring the bath ideology into the universities. All the professors should be bathists, and especially in something like architecture, which Saddam was obsessed by, um, which a lot of dictators seem to be. And so to teach architecture and to be encouraging debate, which he did amongst his students, was seen as very provocative and very dangerous for him. He had a friend who was a dean at another university and was a very high-ranking bathist, an old-time bathist, who suggested to him after a report was filed against him that he get out of the university before things go go wrong. Um, many ministers had already been executed at that point. Um, and so he was offered a job working in the marshes in the south. This was before the marshes were dried out by Saddam. Um, and the project was to build new sort of homes for the, the, pe the marsh people in the south. And he said yes, he went down there, he loved it. And, but once he did that, he became part of the presidential engineering offices, and one job led to the next. You, you said that in the early 80s, Iraq was a dream for architects, and it, because there was money to build grand buildings, there were architects from around the world who came there to work on those buildings. Can you talk a little bit about the, the 80s and architecture in Iraq? Well, as I said, Saddam was quite obsessed by architecture and by the idea of, of building a, a what would become the center of the Middle East. Uh, he imagined himself as replacing the Shah 